Welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Room. I'm your host, Kyle, with a K. And today I have with me the new blood, Brendan. What's up, Brendan? Hey, 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 hey. I'm doing you got a hangover right. shit today? As well? uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty sloppy. Pretty sloppy, he says. <laughs> all right, all right. What well, did you and, drink last night? Well, I was going to say, you see, the thing is, I didn't think I drank that much. I had a, there's a grapefruit IPA that I really like called Elvis Juice from mm. uh, the BrewDog Brewery. Um, it's it's only 6.5%. It's not, it's not anything crazy. Um, yeah. But I, like, between 4 p.m. and 2 a.m., I had, like, f- five of them, maybe, maybe six. Um which isn't really out of character. So I was just surprised when I, uh, maybe it's because I had no water yesterday and I ate a bunch of barbecue. Um, but yeah, so I drunkenly watched this movie last night. Um, and that was, uh, that was something. And also with me, we have Ian with two E's. How's it going? How's it going, Ian? Were you hungover this morning as well? Um, a little bit, but uh, that poop really took care of it. Nice. Welcome nice. back to the poop cast. Welcome back to the poop cast. We're going to talk about everything: size, color, frequency, <laughs> frequency, <laughs> circumference. Um, has anybody indulged in any media lately that they would like to discuss? Ooh, 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 me. Okay, let's go. Uh, <laughs> um, so I actually, I went on like a weird movie kick and I watched like a bunch of movies the past two days. Um, one movie is stylistically somewhat similar to this. It's a uh, 2008's killer movie. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. No, um, I haven't. I'm looking at it. Directed right by Jeff Fisher, which I don't the know if that means anything. Jeff Fisher. Um, and uh, it's very. It feels very, very early two thousands. Like a the blonde girl from uh, Big Bang Theories in it. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. That one dude from Lost. I think his name his name is N- Nestor Carbonell. Is apparently his name. Uh, the movie was terrible. It was about a uh, um a reality TV series going to a Midwest state or Midwest town uh, because their hockey team has never won a hockey match. But now there's a freshman on the team that has, uh, that's apparently uh, like the bee's knees when it comes to hockey. Uh, he's a good old Wayne Gretzky, as they say. Um, I know who that guy is. Good old Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> So Are you um, talking about the movie with Patrick Swayze and Rob Lowe? I don't think Miracle on Ice. Is that about Wayne Gretzky? What? Miracle on Ice? Hey, mir- Miracle. Really quick, Ian, we're getting a lot of feedback from you. There's like a lot of background echo and you kind of just sound bad. So I don't know if you have your output through a different source than is it normally better? is. That it's is. a lot better. Yeah. Okay, it was my AC. Gotcha. Get warm, uh, bitch. Have a heat stroke. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so this reality TV crew goes to this small town to film a series about it. Uh, but Kaylee Cuoco's character is like a um, 
uh, she's a Paris Hilton type uh, star who is just uh, in some like weird onset altercation that kind of has her blackballed from Hollywood. So she's doing PA work on this. It's the the movie's a fucking mess. Uh, it's called Killer Movie because there's a stalker who's obsessed with Kaylee Cuoco's character, um, and he's slowly killing off everyone around her because apparently his goal is to uh, and he's he's filming all these kills um and his goal is to i guess pretty much make a low budget horror movie to get her back in the good graces of hollywood um so he's going around killing these people and filming her reactions it's so stupid um would not recommend i think i gave it two stars on letterboxd um uh, and I watched uh, Censor, which I think that we talked about we might cover. Um, so I won't really go into that too much, except to say I, I thought it was fantastic. Visually, that movie looks really cool. Oh, yeah. No, it, it gives off like, uh, again, I, I haven't seen Possession, uh, but there's some like really from like the trailers and videos on Possession that I've watched. Um, there's some like really heavy uh possession um uh, like like visual style uh, homage i guess i would say and it also feels very suspiria-esque um kind of like this movie i was gonna say kind of like this movie but better <laughs> um in the other movie i watched was a uh, saint maud uh mm, which i i i know ian's gonna say "Ooh, a24 fan but no like i I remember when this movie was supposed to come out, um, I had tickets to go see it. Uh, A24 was projecting it onto the side of a church somewhere in Manhattan. I don't remember where. I mean, it was like a big ass event and I I snagged a ticket for it um, and it got rained out. So it got pushed back one week. Um, And then the next week that it got pushed back to was when lockdown happened. Um, so I've I've desperately been waiting for this movie and it kind of fell off my radar. Um, and then the other day I saw that it was on Hulu. Um, so I decided to throw it on and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Nice. Um, nice. St- I thought it would have been really cool to see it uh, projected onto the side of a church. Yeah, that would have been dope. Um, and I, I can't believe there was a church that was actually like, yeah, go ahead. Bring Willing this movie here. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. Um, but uh, I censor uh, and Saint Maud highly recommend a uh, killer movie. Vehemently do not recommend. Cool. Cool. Ian, what's cool. up with you? Um, no stories this week. Nothing really happened to me. Um, even though we took a week off. Are you drinking uh, your Pepsi? No. Oh man, disappointing. I can do it. I can do it right now. I'm great. You gotta crack one open, dude. Hold on. Hold on. Cracking open a cold one with the boys. And also, I'm sorry for uh, mispronouncing it. It's Pepsi. I apologize. It's actually uh, oh, Pepsi. Pepsi. It's oh, actually. Pepsi. Yeah, never mind. You ready for this? Yes, yeah, That sounded hot. That's a sexy noise right there. Oh. Yummy. All right. Where was I? movies um well i've been watching six at least six movies a week since uh mid-july 
So um, last week I watched Flowers in the Attic, the original one, which has some of the worst dialogue I've ever seen in a movie. Um, it's It seemed like the dialogue was just straight up taken from the book, if it does have a book, um, which is which was a bad thing. It, Pretty sure it was, it's a popular book. It Pretty wasn't true. good dialogue. I could be wrong. Uh, sure, maybe, maybe. I mean, like most movies are books or mangas or comic books or whatever. Um, I also watched. Uh, wait, oh no, I did watch Wakewood, but uh, I don't really want to talk about. It. Oh yeah, sucked. actually, hold on. Sorry, The Flowers in the Attic. Uh, my girlfriend owns like all those books. She's actually really oh. into those books. Yeah. I'm, oh yeah, I saw it right at now. your. Uh, yeah, I saw yeah. it in your uh, cupboard in your on Sorry. your shelves. Continue. Um, I watched The Collector for the first time, which I had on a huge pedestal, and I always saw it on Amazon uh, Prime, and I, I, I've wanted to see it since it came out, uh, but everyone just told me that they watched it, um, even though they probably haven't, they just didn't want to see it, and uh, that deterred me from watching it, because no one wanted to watch with me, and then I finally got to it. And it did not disappoint. It actually, it actually exceeded my expectations. It was quite nice, quite nice of a film. It surprised me. It's very, very uh, surprising of a film. Uh, I watched Chopping Mall as well, and that was uh, about what you could expect from that movie. About what you could expect. Uh, I also watched the second Collector movie, The Collection, which was pretty good. Um, I'm, sa- and- I'm sad that I'm sad that The Collected has been. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's been like indefinitely delayed. Yeah, yeah. I I would I would go to theaters for uh, for the third movie. Oh, totally. I would, I would definitely go to theaters. Unfortunately, the camera style uh, wasn't the same in the second movie, which kind of sucked because I was. That was like it, the main draw it, for me. It doesn't feel as gritty. <clears throat> no. It, it feels like the first one, the director had a specific style in mind, and it just so happened that a lot of modern audiences really dug the movie. And then I think that the production studio tried to make it more appealing to that market. That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. it's it's very stylistic. It's it it, it made it pretty unique. It, it made that movie pretty unique. Uh, in my opinion, and me and Kyle actually had a a movie night and watched um, a movie that I own on 4K. <laughs> Sadly, uh, Dario Argento, The Bird with the Crystal Plumage. Kyle, what what do you think about that movie? Um, I think it was. I mean, for his first movie, it's mm-hmm. if you just look at it in the context of it being his first movie, it's a banger. And I could see why he got, you know, propelled to do more. But I mean, comparing it with the rest of his work, it's obviously uh, the weaker one for sure. Um, out of the ones I've seen, at least. I haven't seen Inferno, um, but I've seen pretty much everything else. Well, not everything else, but all of his big stuff. Um, it's good. It's good, but it's not great. It's, it's, very, it's very cookie cutter almost. And, uh, but I mean, he did kind of start a lot of the things that, you know, happen in that genre, but it was good. It was fine. Three yeah, out of five. I'm sure he started uh, the Giallo genre, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, um, well, I was going to proclaim that, but I didn't know for sure, so I didn't want to. Yeah, I think, I think I'm pretty sure he did. Pretty sure he did. If not, it was, it was like Mario Baba or some, some other uh, Italian director like that. So yeah, so if it was in fact him, then obviously it's a, it's a good starting point, but it's not, yeah. it's not good compared to his other work. Yeah, it was very generic, and the dialogue was just, it was humorous at times. Did did uh did you guys see the image that was released for the new Dario Argento movie? I did. I just saw one image, but um, yeah, it, yeah, that, that was the only one that was released. I think it sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited. So, it's no Suspiria, but yeah. Do, 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 do. Um, and then we watched Basket Case, and that's the last movie that I've seen. I fucking loved basket basket case. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was a good time. It was fun. <laughs> I I loved the like the gritty raw New York filmmaking. Yes. Like, There's did, something did you guys about, did you guys watch like, any of the behind the scenes of it? No, no, I didn't. Oh yeah, no, it's like it's pretty wild, honestly. I don't have a physical copy of it, so we just watched it uh, oh. through streaming and there's obviously no extras that way, but um one of the things I love the most is just 70s New York, man. There's just a certain style to that I just love so much. Hey, I'm walking here. Hey, I'm walking here. Um, uh, I won't cover the two movies that he discovered, obviously, because we just did. Uh, I did watch Sisters, which is in a Criterion collection. Ah, yes. Um, I watched that, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, directed by Brian De Palma. I don't know if he's actually Italian. But Brian De Palma. Uh, he did direct Scarface. Um, it was really good. I liked it. It was kind of the uh, the prequel to Malignant, if you will. I'm just kidding. Um, you don't think Basket, Basket Case was? Um, I mean, yeah, it was too. I mean, they're both movies with the same theme. <laughs> but uh, I liked Sisters a lot. I thought it was shot really cool. Um, it kept me interested. It's a fucking, it's a clean 90 minutes. So you're in, you're out. And I enjoyed it. Um, and I forget the main actress's name, but, um, I grew up with the, uh, like the seventies Superman oh, movies. My dad was lame, really into those movies. So he always had them on in the background at home and stuff. And I would always see her. So seeing her in this was a, a huge change going from Lois Lane to like, uh, well, I'm not going to spoil it, but a horror movie. And uh, it was really good. And I'm really into uh, just cinema in the 70s in general. I'm just really into it. I just like the style and I like the just, I, I just love the filmmaking back then in that time frame. Um, and then I also saw uh, Last Night in Soho, which is a new Edgar Wright film. And I thought it was really good. It's getting uh, really mixed reviews. Um, either love it or hate it kind of thing. Um, I fell more in the camp of loving it. I thought it was really good. Um, if you're into Edgar Wright movies, um, I'm, I'd find it hard for you not to enjoy the movie. It's got his visual flair. It's got his style. Um, I think the movie kind of falls apart in the third act a little bit, though, which is uh, where my negatives kind of draw from. I gave it a four on Letterboxd. Um, I bounced between a four and a four and a half for a while because I, I do think that it's not, I think the negatives in the third act aren't enough to bring it down a whole lot, but I just, 
I'm so biased towards his work and I love his work so much that I tried to keep those glasses off, those Edgar Wright glasses off and kind of be fair about it. So I, uh, I give it a four, but that's a, a very enjoyable movie. Um, whether you're into his stuff or not, I think you can find some enjoyment out of it. But um, yeah, still playing Mass Effect, but not going to get into that. <laughs> oh, almost done with two, man. Almost done with two. I put about, uh, I don't know, like 90 hours between the first two games already. So, you know, is, is that the one with the eye surgery scene? Oh, still, still, don't <laughs> still don't know. Still haven't gotten there. Um, Are we going to mention uh, Final Destination during this during this guys? I mean, it's only a matter of time. Uh, and but, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it's actually Dead Space that has that not Mass Effect. So. That I know of. Yeah, that's Dead Space 2. Dead Space is sick. Dead Space yeah, is so, so my ongoing joke wasn't even correct. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, uh, I am excited for the Dead Space remake, though, just saying. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited about that. But today, we are covering, unfortunately, the 1999 film. Wow. I'm just kidding. Maybe? Uh, is it? It's not Colobos. How are they saying it? Colobos. Colobos? Colobos. And uh, this is directed by, I'm going to butcher his name, Daniel Liachowitzk. And David Todd Ockverk, uh, co-directing. Uh, they also wrote it as well. Um, it's a slasher, 1999. It was distributed for some reason through Arrow Video in 2019. What do you mean for some reason? <laughs> I don't know why they would have distributed this movie is what I mean by that. Uh, but hey, you know, teach his own. And um, yeah, so this is what we're going to be covering today. Uh Ian, we're going to start with you because you're the first one that kind of shared your review through Letterboxd. You've seen this before, I believe, Brendan and I. Um, what are your thoughts on the movie? Uh, well, I had this on – this was like one of the first uh, movies on my watch list uh, since like I was in high school. So last year. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, t- since like 2015, 16, uh, it was like one of the first movies I put on my watch list. And uh, it's it's been it's it's another one that's just been on the pedestal, and I finally got to it this year, um, early in the year, and uh, I, I I enjoyed it. It was um, very campy, and uh, it's um, surprising. It has uh, very surprising moments. Okay. Uh, before we get to Brendan or myself, uh, I did forget to mention. <clears throat> about the logistics, uh, the budget on the movie was five hundred thousand, and it never went to theaters, and it only made thirteen thousand in physical sales. <gasps> Shocked from the, face from the last thing that was reported. So this thing made no, lost a lot of money. Just lost a lot of money. Um, Brennan, what do you think about the movie? Uh, before I go into my thoughts, can I just uh, say a couple of things from uh, two thousand? Fangoria Chainsaw Awards that I think are pretty standout. Well, we sure. covered those in the uh, House on Haunted Hill episode. That's why I didn't go into it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do more of the movies from 1999 because it's just a busting year. Um, great year, by the way. I was born there. If you want to uh, recap, though, I'm down because some of our well, listeners I, might have um, not listened to that episode. I just think that... Uh, where is it? Uh, best limited release uh, VOD... Uh, the 
two heavy hitters, I, The Day of the Beast, which won, and Perfect Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Perfect Blue is absolutely amazing. It's um, so good. You, yeah, it's... And uh, Best Actress went to... I didn't remember this. I went to Heather Donahue from Blair Witch Project, but she was up against Jennifer Jason Lee and Asia Argento. So I'm I'm not too sure how she beat either of those two. What was Argento in that year? Uh the Stendhal syndrome, which was also oh, up for, for yeah. best limited release. That's been on my list for a while. Um in John Triple X. And Johnny Depp won for Sleepy Hollow up against Kevin Bacon and Bruce Willis. I I don't I don't know about that. I don't um, agree with that personally. Yeah. But. Um so this movie, uh I don't know, man. I'm torn because, like, I appreciate that they took. I mean, it was late '90s, so there, you know, slashers were kind of tired at that point. But you know, Scream. Yeah, but we was, just had was, like a was doing yeah, like a revival with Scream. Yeah, yeah. So this feels like a movie that came in a tired period of one of the the slasher waves because, like. There's so many interesting ideas and concepts in this, uh, but I, I, when I think that when it comes to trying to have a very specific directing style, um, you have to be good at it. So this director roasted. I, I, I feel like he was trying to do something experimental, um, while also trying to make it somewhat campy and maybe a little bit of a parody but he they they weren't strong enough with any of their decisions so it just feels messy they try and take some scenes way too seriously and then just camp another like some other fucking scenes so couldn't agree more with that it was stylistically so over over the place and over the top and under the top um and i i just think that it's a really muddy movie uh hot take I think that this movie could use a reboot and I think it would be really interesting because you guys know like all those TikTok houses and shit out in California, mm-hmm. like like the hype house and the phase house and all that shit. I think this would be really interesting to have a reboot of this idea that takes place with modern day, you know, vloggers or TikTokers or something, even though that is also already becoming a tired idea. Um, I think that if you take the concepts behind Colobus and make it new and fresh and make the setting a bunch of content creators, um, kind of like the found footage movie followers, um, I think that that could be, if, if you get a really good director and writer, um, I think that even though I didn't like Black Christmas 2019, um, the director of that, I think she did a great job. It's like, if she helmed a remake of this, I think that it could be a really interesting idea. Unfortunately, this movie does not pull it off. Yeah, I'm I'm not even gonna pretend to um find things that I really found <laughs> like a positive in this movie. I, I thought this movie was just um I you actually said it perfectly brendan it was just it didn't know what it wanted to be and then when it tried to commit to a certain idea it just completely fell apart and um so i did not enjoy this movie at all i'm actually 
the fact that we're even shedding light on this movie at all is kind of uh <laughs> it's kind of annoying to me i'm not gonna lie I, I, this one hurt me this one hurt me more than any movie we've watched so far i just the, the direction the soundtrack was over the top in all the wrong places the acting was bad and over the top in all the wrong places the special effects was they were so inconsistent um especially when i forget his name uh but um i'm gonna look it up really quick it might have been gary yeah so when gary uh gets his face completely bashed in on the counter yeah and, and then it it goes back to him and his face and is his completely face fine, fine completely fine just the inconsistencies is just they're crazy and uh this is there's very few movies that borderline like it's so bad it's good and i think that this i tries to be like that midnight late movie kind of slasher but it's 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 not it's just a bad movie and uh there is very little else i even want to say about this movie so I'm going to rely on you guys. I'm going to rely on you guys heavily to kind of help guide this direction because I'm sure that you guys may have more things to say, especially um, uh, Ian, you give it a three stars on Letterboxd, so it's at least a 60% for you. So I personally, I know I'm hosting this, but as a, as a listener, I really want to know what you found, some of your positives about this movie. Jesus. I mean, yeah, we have another half hour to fill, so... Tell us how you really felt, Kyle. Lord. Um, it is just super campy. Um, I don't know. I, I just think it's so entertaining. Like, the, the characters are so stereotypical, and that's funny to watch. And then the special effects are actually very surprising, and I think they're really well done in in some some places you pointed out the one that's like yeah i mean that's it's noticeably bad like it his face gets smashed into the to the side of the table there and then it just goes back to normal um cool effect though when they zoomed in and it showed it smashing in but oh yeah completely yeah yeah that was cool if they would have carried that over into the reverse shot i think that Again, that's a, that's a small thing that would have added a lot of credence to what they were showing us. Um, like, I, And it wouldn't have even been that hard to just, like, at least throw, like, some bloody makeup on it. Like, obviously, there was fake blood on his face. But, like, um, to, like, dip some cotton balls in rubber latex on his face and just cover it with blood at least give us something anything to show some kind of deformity <laughs> well and, and, yeah, ian, ian, ian um yeah. you you mentioned that one of the things that you dig about it is its campiness do you think in in your heart do you feel that that was a specific choice from the director and write the directors slash writers or do you think that due to the that it's just a product of its budget no, I think it's 100% intentional. Okay. Um, it's trying to be a movie from the 80s, uh, from what I can tell, just just based on, like, second watch. Yeah, I, I feel like you, because you said the same thing about Mexico Barbaros, where you said the Mexico campiness is Barbaro. intentional. 
you you keep bringing that up that you think it's intentional with these bad movies and <laughs> i uh i just want to challenge you on this because well, Mexico Barbara, it is like that that the troll one that was obviously correct bad acting okay yes yeah, that was obviously bad acting i agree or, with you no 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 that was just bad actors <laughs> see whatever see whatever <laughs> um but in this though um I really don't see the campiness in it. I see people trying to make a good movie. Like, oh, really? I, I genuinely see people trying to make this movie something yeah. that it's not. It, it feels like, uh, Ian, I'm going to kind of give you some ammo here. Uh, it feels like, like a 20-something kid who's only ever seen A24 horror movies and then goes to NYU and is told to make their their freshman film. That's what it feels like. I have never seen Slumber Party Massacre, but this is the absolute vibe that I get from that movie. But you've it never seen sl- it. Slumber Party Massacre is enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, it is enjoyable. And the, that the, is- an- the antagonist has a specific like he is an antagonist. The this it's so muddy as to who the antagonist is and it doesn't even add up in the end it doesn't at all yeah yeah Yeah, it doesn't explain anything really so let's talk about that so the main antagonist oh uh, go ahead there was one thing i wanted to bring up uh in discord i i i made a meme uh person who's only ever seen suspiria this movie gives me suspiria vibes um can we just talk about how much of a blatant ripoff the opening song for this was of the suspiria song yeah my god dude like Like, it's it's side by side it's it's an exact song yeah it i had to pause the movie because i couldn't remember what what uh what opening song it reminded me of and i oh for I, me it was instant i i, I, I was racking my mind because i first i thought it was a tenebra tenebrae whatever um so I, I listened through like different parts of that soundtrack and then suspiria was under there on uh, spotify and first i was like there it is like it mm. was so uh distracting the only thing separating itself from like the actual Suspiria thing was like they added like choir <laughs> vocals in the background at like a certain part of it, but that was literally the only thing that like was separating it. And just for the record, I think Tenebrae does have the best theme, even though it's not my favorite. I don't. Disagree I like. I like. Although I do like um, Inferno's, which is not Goblin. Gotta, gotta see that movie, man. I gotta yes. see it. It's not uh, not an absolute banger, but it's very colorful, like Suspiria. Mm-hmm. It's I mean it's a it's a indirect sequel, and um, yeah, it's good. It's if good. you guys it, just want to transition and start talking talk about Argento <laughs> movies, I'm okay with that. <laughs> it um, has my best. It is my favorite um, end scene from an Argento film. Oh, nice! That's actually intriguing. Interesting, interesting. Um, okay, so the antagonist uh, is it her? Is it Amy Weber? Is that is that who's um, an absolute she's smoke right. show? She's right. My um, lord! Yeah, so I don't know what she did to her face so like after this movie. Hot. <laughs> um, the faceless is what the guy goes by. Is this guy real or not? No, I don't know. 
why no? See, see again. Th- this is this is where a lot of my anger from the movie comes from. Oh, I got a lot I, of anger too. I love ambiguity. Like yeah, me any, too. Every, every script I've ever written, I've made it very ambiguous, but I've given perfect context clues sprinkled throughout so that if you pay enough attention you can make an educated guess yes yes this, even though they spell it all out in the end it still doesn't add together at all no and it pisses me off yes thank you <laughs> the anger is rising it is kind of weird though because it is blatantly obvious that she has problems she's coming from mental institution she's uh cut herself so but like it never like but is it her? Like, the fact that we still yeah. question that it, it might not be her like i mean yeah. it can't be her right like she gets in the whole confrontation with the dude at the end um unless she's just <laughs> i'm kicking my own ass do you mind <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's just uh, it's a hot mess man it's a hot mess um, so this movie this movie's kind of yeah, like Lyra. malignant what is it Said it's kind of like malignant. She's Gabriel. Oh, I thought you were comparing it as in it being like a hot mess or something. Oh, like, no. or like a really bad movie or something. Okay, so you say malignant's bad, but you like this one? Okay. Yeah, come on, Ian. <laughs> come on, Ian. I will pick, take pick your ten, I will take yeah. ten watches of Basket Case over malig- one watch for malignant. Okay, but now you're comparing two different movies. The fact that you gave this movie a higher rating than malignant is absurd not to me that that's fair yeah that's fair <laughs> but that's, i didn't like malignant that's crazy and i do like this movie you yeah fair enough fair enough did you guys not like hey, that hey, awful um, dance time scene did, oh uh, my God. wait hold on <laughs> that was awesome ian uh have, have you been tested for covid recently because i think you might have no taste um i'm kidding i'm kidding no the the dance scene one of my notes is what the fuck Uh, (laughs) like how it just happens dude uh, i I will say that was one of the more enjoyable parts i just wrote that awkward dance time i like the scene when uh you had gary and i think his name was tom was tom the like supposed to be the funny one supposed to (laughs) he was supposed to be like the 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 comic or like the comedic relief right yeah funny funny Funny, how my point i said it's supposed to be funny Uh, i was making a joe pesci reference i don't think he had some funny lines when they were watching that movie that's what i was just about to say is that that was one of the takeaways (laughs) was when he's like no this movie's just a shitty movie (laughs) (laughs) when the other guy tries to like break it down and everything i was like dude that's totally brennan and then i was like i was like yeah it's just a shitty movie but um, no, I digress. I'm I'm just kidding, Brendan. I love you. I when uh, I think the other really funny moment was when uh, Tina's filming her audition tape and the customers getting pissed, so she just pisses in a cup and says she's going to give him lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to mention that for for some reason. I was like, this is a Brendan moment. He's going to bring this up. I'm actually kind of surprised you didn't. It's alright. I like the um the interview process. It reminded me of a climax. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Except it's done well in climax. Um No, I don't think it's done well in either movies, actually. Okay, well you're oh, wrong. Been, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean that as like a fact or anything. And was I confused when they uh the guy, the director comes to the house, they're like, We got two huge pizzas downstairs and they go, it's like two smalls or whatever. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well also keep, keep in mind uh, 
late 90s, you know, portion sizes were still working their way up to where they are now. Sure, sure. We all weren't as fat yeah, back then. Yeah. Like we are they now. bigger, though, in the 90s, right? Because that's when they had supersize... Uh, Remember, in, in 1999, you could still buy a 32-ounce soda in New York. Interesting. Is that big? Uh, well, I, one of the things that Bloomberg did was, or maybe it was Giuliani, um, they got rid of the sale of uh, 64 and 32-ounce sodas in New York. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Know. Fucking assholes, man. Right. Um, so um, did they all meet the director for the first time when he brought the pizza over? Because if so, because that's no. how... Okay, because I got confused because that was how I read it so then i was like who was doing the interviews and like during the documentary part of it but if like if that wasn't the case and then, then yeah well yeah no the other people did but that one uh girl did not okay so so kira was obviously the person that hired all these people so she would was have was she? yeah me was she i mean it's not gonna be fucked up face guy you think he's going out in public yeah, but why is the director there then? So he did. Yeah, she she cut herself. She has to be the guy, the faceless, right? Or well, the the faceless. It, it's not a real person. It's like her subconscious. Yeah, it's her Gabriel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So she would have had to meet him to hire him to hire the actors. True. Yeah, I have no idea. Um. Well, that that's I, unless I thought, unless they no, did no, it that, all over the phone. But yeah, I, it's that makes 1999. Sense. I highly doubt that. I took it as um, this was pretty much on her head to the plan that she had out um, eventually at the very end. And her plan was being just to kill everyone? Yeah, to murder a bunch of people. But mm. so why would she put cameras up in the house when she's just going to kill everybody? Yeah. And wouldn't that, if she was the killer and the faceless was the subconscious, then wouldn't the cameras be catching all of this on tape? Well, none yeah. of this took place. So well, then nobody died. So it was pointless. You're saying the, that none of this was real? Yeah. She gave, because she gave a fake address. Well, I guess she, she thought she gave a real address to the FBI agent, correct? No, she gave him a fake And then they went. Yeah. Okay, so what was there an actual house then? Yeah, because if there wasn't, what was the point of all of it? Like, because really, she she, she put yeah. at the end, we see her putting another ad in the paper. Yeah. So was she making that up in her head too? Maybe she should just jump in front of a car. This can, this movie's so confusing, but I like it for that. <laughs> in a way. Um, Kills, uh, we got kills were good. the kills, kills were, were all right. The kills were decent. Yeah, the kills were decent. Um, we got except okay, so we got Nicole. Or no, wait, her name's Erica. Is she yeah. the, like the really annoying one? She's the one with the dimples. Okay, so, that's Tina. Or no, that's, yeah, Tina's yeah. with the dimples. Erica's the actor. So Tina gets sawed almost in half. Yeah. Yet still lives. Well, no, she well, no, I know she dies eventually, but. She's sitting there for a good twenty minutes with her guts hanging out. And she's like, just hanging out. Like, I'm like, all right, you can die now. Like, just I think it's more realistic. Like, what she got slashed in her stomach, and then what was the first one? Where'd that go? Oh, across her chest. Across her, that, would, yeah. that was sick. It cut her shirt open, but not like all the way. Um, unfortunately. Um, just kidding. Just kidding, Brendan. 
Um, so I thought, I thought that was a cool shot. I thought that was a cool shot and a cool kill. What was yeah. your... Uh, okay, so... Then, okay. No, I mean, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had Gary with the acid. It came out of the shower head. Is that right? Yeah. If I'm, if I'm remembering. That was actually pretty cool looking. Um, that was probably the highlight for me as far as like visually it looked cool. Um, the face smashing and then it wasn't smashing. Maybe that was all in his head too. Um, <laughs> and then... Uh, in his head. Uh, and then we had uh, the antler through the eye. Guys, save me. I can't keep talking about this movie. Okay, wait. So can <laughs> fucking hated this movie. I I want to try and see if I can do this. I want to see if I okay. can make a case okay. to say that this is all in her head. Okay, let's hear it. So the kills that happen when she gets to her house after she's released from the hospital, um, there are we see a few different things that are related to the kills that happen um within the house so like the antlers, the antlers for instance yeah. um yeah. and it, it's very obvious that she has already drawn uh these <clears throat> like a blueprint um yeah she's already drawn out you know pretty much how a lot of these people are gonna die um whether or not they look like that whatever um so i i guess a case could be made that she just diso dis disassociates dissociates which one is it disassociates yeah i maybe she just disassociates so much that she gets the ideas for these drawings by having these just you know complete crazy blackout moments sure but i still don't believe that i just think that if we were trying to make a case for it that's probably how i would start the argument i don't know if you guys agree with that i mean yeah that makes sense uh i mean it it the theory makes sense. Uh, I don't know. I just, if, it, like, I don't know, man. If it was all in her head, then just say that. Yeah. <laughs> then just say it at the end. Well, because <laughs> when when she pull cues faceless, um, or the guy with, with yeah. the, the, who's the, um, you know, I, I kind of took that as the director's trying to say this is her, the writer's, um, having it's them saying this is her overcoming everything and powering through and defeating the the i, I i'm not I'm, yeah I, I was that's what i was gonna say but i didn't want to because it's you know this is about mental health and i didn't yeah. want that to seem harsh um but so i i feel like that was in a way them trying to say that she's overcome her mental health issues but then at the end we see her placing another ad and faceless putting his fingers on her face so obviously that's not true yeah um, i Fair do enough. think that the i do think that the antler stab was pretty cool though yeah yeah it was pretty cool um anything else that you guys want to cover i wish it went through both of her eyes yeah that, that would have been dope <laughs> um yeah, that kind of reminded me of uh the eye stab from zombie I haven't seen Zombie in a the long Italian time. Film? Yeah. yeah, the Lucio Fulci. I have not seen that one. Uh, it's pretty cool. I just spoiled the best kill in it. Sorry. I don't know when it's going to happen, though. So that's fine. Or who it's going to happen to. So it's going to happen to a girl. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure there's a shark in that movie, so I'm, I'm actually pretty hyped. White sharks. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, wait, so I... 
I feel like I haven't haven't shit on the directing enough. I I appreciate when a director goes for it, whether or not they pull it off. You know, I think one thing that I can give them is they went for it. They tried it, um, which is more than I can say for a lot of people, um, including myself, you know. Um, So like I I thought it was really interesting, like the stylistic opening point of view shot. Um, I I just really wish that they would have either done more with that or have not done it all because that opening scene I thought was really powerful. Um, and I was like, okay, this is, this is a specific style where we're going to be getting, you know, a lot of hyper stylized things going on. Um, but they, they just gave up on it so quickly. And I thought that like that kind of, for me set a tone for the entire movie. I also fucking hated the lighting because it made zero sense while why there would be fucking purple, green, red lights going all through the house. It doesn't, like, they were just flashing constantly. Now, if it was all in her head, then I guess that can justify it, but... It was like a dream-killing house. I know, uh, yeah. It's like a dream-killing house. (laughs) But in that context, that's fine. I get that. But um, that that was bothering me in the middle of my viewing was just like this is this is this is just so so yeah yeah, again for the sake of being extreme like it doesn't there's there's no there's no stylistic reasoning behind it like yeah you know i i was actually kind of thinking that a way that they could have made those lights make sense is granted we mainly there's some aspects of color in her sketches and drawings but like some of the drawings of of the deaths if they if they would have just that would have been cool i know where you're going with this if they would have added watercolor or something to those images that she drew that would that would justify everything if they would have doubled down on this being in her head and the portraits and like all the little clues back at her home like it could have been done so much better yeah and i love that idea with the colors like on the paintings and like translating to what she's like imagining it would be God, let's just fucking direct this movie, Brennan. Yeah. <laughs> let's just I'm dude, it has a lot let's of potential, just... and I think it's done. It, it, some of this movie is done really well, but the rest is just—it's not there. It's just what, not. What part's done really well to you? Uh, the kills. I think the kills are some of the best parts of this movie, um, and just the campiness. But the the storyline—it just it. It's not there. It's it's really not there. It, the fact that we we can't like totally confirm what actually happened in this movie um, kind of speaks for itself. Do you guys think that was their intent? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Because I don't. But Brittany, I don't. Do you I think I it was their intent. I don't know if they had any intent at all. Yeah. No. Totally- Again, I I I really. Real, uh, I, I, I was, I will say, I was initially kind of turned off that I had to go to Tubi to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that's inherently on Tubi brings it down about a hundred notches for me. Um, yeah, that's I, not true. I, 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 mean, I, I, I just really good movies on Tubi. Commercials. I, it's though, just a bad. It's just a bad streaming service. I yeah. just, I despise Tubi. I've gotten into many arguments on Filmbook about it. Um, but. 
I really, based on the the description, I really wanted to like this movie. I, I enjoy meta stuff. I, I think that um, when it's done well, I, I would say meta things are probably, you know, some of my top favorite films. Um, I just wish that they would have taken at least one idea and stuck with it the whole time. This is the first movie that I also was questioning the film distribution of Arrow Video. Yeah. And the only thing I could think about in my mind what? is like, what, do you have something to say? Yeah, why do you, because this is, this is obviously such a cult movie. Cult why to you, who? Cult to who? There's that, less than that a cult, thousand That cult should uh, drink that Kool-Aid. There's six ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, six. So like, cult to who? It's not a very well-known film. And that doesn't make it some a cult people movie. like me actually like this movie. Well, that's fine. I'm not. I'm not arguing people that like the movie. I'm just saying the the cult angle of it. I don't agree with you on that. It being a cult film when there's so little evidence to show that it's a cult. But I the the only argument I can think about of of why Arrow would would distribute this is maybe film preservation. But I mean, at that point too, it's like there's so many other examples of movies that could take advantage of that that are in my opinion, my opinion, more like worthy of the preservation side of it. But do you guys have any, I mean, I guess, I guess we got Ian's kind of outlook on it. Do you have anything to say about that, Brendan? Uh, I would just say, I, I, I also agree. I, I don't understand Arrow's um, wanting to do this. And I, I, in the past few episodes where we have talked about Arrow Video, I, I think I've made it clear that I don't have many of their films. I, I appreciate... So, like, a film like Spider Baby, I can understand them releasing that. A film like this, I cannot. That's crazy. Like, look, they, they're... they're um, uh, what's the, the... the Wes Craven Hills movie? um yeah that that i can understand them releasing doing a full complete restoration of it i can understand that brain damage big movie though it's not that good though uh but it has like three remakes yeah uh brain damage that's a it's a gritty 80s new york film i can understand them releasing that um this i i just really don't know where it's coming from yeah i just don't know who the audience is like well, i would really ian like, you have you have it on dvd right no i want it though well because i'm curious as to what the the special features on it are yeah that would be interesting yeah to see. Uh, let's see arrow i, hope, I wish you would uh be about the music Actually, the music's not bad. The music's actually pretty good. It's by a band um, called Troll. <laughs> what? Instead of Goblin. Was... <laughs> um, I gotcha, I gotcha. Oh my god, the DVD has a 2K restoration? No thanks. My god, that would look so fucking ugly. Um, yeah, there, there, yeah, there is a making tangible. of... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. There is a making of on it, which I would... Honestly, I... I think I would buy this DVD just to watch the making of. If it if it went on if it went down from twenty eight dollars to like twenty or eighteen, I think I could justify getting it for the um 
just for the making of because I'm I'm really curious. Yeah, I could, I could, I could probably do. I mean, honestly, I know because it's an arrow video distribution, it won't drop as low as I would pay for it. But like, if this movie was ever in like the ten dollar range, I could I could see myself pulling the trigger for it, maybe just for those special features. But yeah. anything more than that, I can't. I couldn't personally justify spending the money on it. Um, personally. Wait, can, can I just read you the description on Arrow Video? Uh, this is this is the last part of the, the description. Marketed as little more than a generic horror flick at the time of its release, Colobos, far from being a run-of-the-mill slasher clone, has much more in common with the booby trap stylings of Cube and the reality TV theme of My Little Eye, <laughs> which it preempted Cube's- by some three years. Cube's really good, actually. I like I'm actually really excited to see that Japanese remake. I didn't know they were making a Japanese remake. Oh yeah, the trailer's dope. Dude, I need to watch that because Cube is like ripe for a remake. Ripe for a remake. Um, Okay, so guys. Yeah, that's fair. It's like sitting at like a 60-something. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? I am happy that Arrow Video released this. Um, I'm glad one person is. I just, yeah, I just want to say that because it brings light to movies that would never see the sun. And, and, that's, and that's maybe they problem. shouldn't. Yeah, that's my problem with it. Is there's many other mo- like films that are more deserving of that light, and that's why I was kind of confused by this. But sure, but the small market that actually will buy this, it's good for them. Sure. Yeah. Like they're they, they don't release gigantic movies for a reason. I'm not talking about like it's not like a popularity contest. I'm not saying that this movie maybe sure. wouldn't have been the right choice because of like the amount of people seeing it. Just I'm talking about the act. Like this guy got a second chance. Like this these two directors got a second chance with this film distribution. And there's many people that are. <laughs> this is gonna sound really harsh, but like I I just feel like they're are other films that are more deserving of that second chance that will never get it because this one got it. And I don't know. That's not this, true. Well, because everybody's still around, obviously, and they're still pumping out movies like all the time. So well, yeah, but there, there's, there's a movie that wasn't released because this got released. Exactly. That is so brutal. That is so all, brutal. All, it's all just I, the reality of it. Though. Like, yeah. You guys weren't saying that with the uh, freaking Mexico Barbaro. And we all hated that movie. Well, I that's not an error release. release. Yeah, that's also not an error release. And Mexico Barber. True, but it did get a Blu-ray release. So well, that's different. <laughs> All I can say is caveat emptor. I would not recommend anyone buy this movie. Cool. Ian, final thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's very enjoyable. Um, I grew up on very decent movies, and this is a very decent movie. So this is right up my alley. Um, I'm a big, I'm, a, I'm just a huge fan of like six out of 10 movies. Uh, that's pretty much all I grew up watching. And, uh, up until like four years ago when I started my Kino, uh, journey, my Christopher Columbus, uh, voyage into the, the world of cinema, it was these type of movies. So, uh, I, re- I appreciate this movie. Fair enough. Uh, what is your final Red Room score for uh, Colobos? 
I also like being teased, and this is such a teasy movie, and it has so much potential to be good. I agree. Um, yeah, it's just such a tease. It's such a tease. And for that, I'm going to give it a 60%. Cool. And Brendan, what is your official Red Room score? Uh, this movie is what you get when I'm going to double back on what I said a little bit ago. Uh, this movie is what you get when you got a kid that's only ever seen David Lynch movies and a couple Dario Argento movies and then goes to film school, but doesn't understand the process of filmmaking. Uh, I'll be, I'll be decent and give it a 40. Um, I have no final thoughts, and I will say <laughs> that I give this movie a 26%. Wow. So, with that being said... Is this the lowest, then? Uh, I think this is the lowest one I've given, yeah. Because, I mean... Wait, wait, so you're saying that this, you think that this is worse than your next? Yes. <sighs> yes. Yes. Well, that's an obvious. I mean, we all think that. Right. I think this is worse than Mexico Barbaros, and this I didn't is, like that movie so much. Way worse than your next. Your next is a good movie. Well, that'll be for another time. That's a discussion for another time. Um, so sixty. Let's see. We got the official Red Room score for what the fuck is this movie called again? Call of Us. In forty-two percent. Forty-two percent. Okay. I don't think we ever said what we. I don't think we ever said what Colobus stands for. Just oh, mut- oh, mutilation, yeah, yeah. which is mutilation, so, and that's okay. Cool. When the doctor was talking about it, she was like, "Colobus hails from the ancient Greek term, which distills into nineties <laughs> lingo." Yeah, she gave us the Webster definition. Again. <laughs> the fact uh, that she was like distilling in nineties lingo. I mean, that's you never date a movie like that. You never do that. <laughs> Okay, so this is another episode of Ruminations of Red Room, the perfectly adequate distribution podcast of the Ruminations Radio (laughs) Network. (laughs) If you like what we're doing here, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Ruminations of Red Room and on Twitter at Of Red Room. That's OF Red Room. And please subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Make sure you hit us up with a review and give us a rating. That being said, I'm your host, Kyle. With a and we have Brendan, the new blood. Uh, also, don't forget to follow us on Letterbox. That's that's what is it? That's of Red Room, right? It's just ruminations of Red Room, but yes, it's of Red Room. Yes, yeah, follow us there. Um, also, uh, it's getting cold outside. Bundle up. Don't get sick. Um, be safe. And Ian with two You know, winter's just such a such a cool time, pun intended. And you it's a time for chilling, pun intended, hanging out and just spooky time. Thank you. Colobos mutilated my soul. Pun intended. Stay, <laughs> stay spooky, folks.
and then tried to go back to bed for like two hours and I was unsuccessful. Um, finally fell back to sleep at around 9 a.m. Slept for two more hours till 11 a.m. And then woke up and watched this god-awful movie. 